0: This is Aspen Public Radio. I'm your host, Eleanor Bennett, here with a local feature for you. Farm to table restaurants operate on the premise that locally sourced ingredients are better for the environment, better for the community, and better for flavor, too. Many chefs and foodies also believe that telling the stories behind those ingredients can help diners feel more connected to the people who grew their food. So what's in it for the farmers? In this second story of a three-part series, reporter Kaya Williams heads from the table to the farm to find out. Turn right,
1: then arrive at your destination. You know that Portlandia bit where the couple goes to the farm-to-table restaurant and cares so much about where the chicken came from that they actually go visit the farm? It's kind of, well, exactly what I'm doing right now, on a mission to a historic ranch near Carbondale for an interview next to a hen house.
2: Good morning, ladies. What do you have?
1: I'm standing in the middle of a chicken coop with Brooke Levan, co-founder of a farm called Sustainable Settings. We just met some of his dairy cows who graze against the backdrop of craggy mountains. Crystal clear streams run past acres of vegetable plots nearby. And this quintessential Colorado rancher in weathered jeans and a wide brimmed hat is telling me about the importance of flavor.
2: People, once they've tasted what is coming off of this place, recognize the extraordinary nutrient density and value and flavor, and how they feel and how their body responds to eating real food.
1: LeVan sees flavor as a hook or a gateway, to help people understand the real purpose of sustainable settings. He and his wife Rose have been tending to this land for more than two decades, trying to see if they could restore the vitality of soil that had been worn down by industrial farming practices.
2: Sustainable settings was not really put together to be a nice little organic biodynamic farm down the road that produces food. We're here to try to heal the land and really uh, heal our relationship with all of the life that we co-create with.
1: That biodynamic method combines the principles of organic agriculture with more spiritual ideas. In addition to rotating the crops and using natural fertilizers, the Levans and their small crew of workers are burying crushed up crystals in the ground and planting based on a calendar of cosmic rhythms. As experimental as that sounds, scientists have done soil tests at the ranch that show whatever the LeVans are doing is working. There's more biological life in the dirt than there used to be. But Brooke LeVans says he also measures success in the testimonials from chefs who sing high praises of sustainable settings ingredients and keep coming back for more.
2: They're flavor hunters. I like working with the chefs because they're flavor hunters.
1: So if you drive about 45 minutes up to Aspen, you may find the Levan's food at some of the best restaurants in town, like Prospect, which is Michelin-recommended, and Bosque, which has a Michelin star. Bosque is widely recognized as the gold standard for farm-to-table dining around here. They credit almost two dozen producers on the back of their menu. Chef Barkley Dodge has served dishes made with sustainable-settings watercress hay, and thistle, and he said that the food from this farm has terroir, like a wine that conveys the flavor of the land.
2: Working with him has been a great pleasure, and his responses and his uses and his comments and his palate are a soil test uh, and help guide my stewardship.
1: That resonates with Harper Kaufman, too. She runs Two Roots Farm in Emma, about halfway between Carbondale and Aspen. Kaufman says that when chefs are recognized for their expertise in the kitchen, for what they do with her locally grown ingredients, that reflects positively on Two Roots Farm.
0: We were joking on the farm that we're now a Michelin star farm, (laughs) and um, in a way that feels sort of true. I stopped by Kaufman's
1: place, all greenhouses and snow-covered fields in the wintertime, because I was inspired by some crisp, zippy Two Roots leaves I tasted at Bosque earlier this year. Kaufman is a younger farmer she got into agriculture in college about a decade ago and she collaborates with restaurants throughout the Roaring Fork Valley
0: I think not only have they supported my business financially but also just been there to support me mentally and uh, emotionally Kaufman says about
1: 15 to 20 percent of her business comes from chefs and a lot of the rest comes from CSA shares where people pay a subscription fee up front for boxes of produce throughout the growing season. Kaufman says folks sometimes show up at Two Roots asking to learn more about what they tried at dinner the other night. That benefits her bottom line and helps her share the importance of soil health and local agriculture. You know when my
0: Customers come to the farm. There's so much that they see and smell and experience that is just so wildly different than the grocery store and communicates a story of how the food was grown.
1: It's a similar story over the hill at Farm Runners in Hotchkiss. The company connects small local farms with nearby restaurants and markets, then helps with deliveries and logistics. Matthew and Emma Cottenstedt, who operate Farm Runners, say they've been thinking a lot about the message they want to communicate with chefs and diners alike. This came from here. And, you know, this is from your neighbor your community you know this is going to turn around and send a kid to college or put clothes on them or put food on their own table every single purchase makes a difference to a family in our community which i think is really cool the cotton stats say people can recognize that community impact and they can usually taste the freshness of local ingredients across the board there's more demand for these products than the farmers can keep up with But according to Matthew, the average consumer doesn't really get what it takes to produce that food. Limited water and a short growing season are just some of the challenges. It's hard to get land. It's a lot of money to get started. And by the way, people don't want to pay you what it costs to produce it. Farming isn't cheap, and neither is farm-to-table food. A CSA share can cost hundreds of dollars up front, and a dinner for two at Bosker or Prospect can put you out half a grand. At the same time, there are places like Two Roots and Farm Runners that want to make sure everyone has access to fresh local ingredients. They take SNAP benefits for produce, and they also work with restaurants that charge $30 for a locally sourced meal, not $300. Kaufman from Two Roots even contributes to a local food pantry through a program that involves dozens of growers in the
0: region. And it's a goal of, of farmers and the community alike, I know, to keep healthy food accessible to the whole community. So uh, hopefully, every year it gets more and more accessible, and the farmers are able to continue to, you know, survive and pay their bills as well.
1: <laughs> Emma Cotton Stent says that's part of the farm to table evolution that this community of people who recognize the importance of the movement are working really hard to keep it going. In her view, the movement has become mainstream, but that doesn't mean it will uproot conventional models entirely. You know, without these big, big
0: farms from all over the world, we couldn't feed our population. However, if we could value our farmers or give them more resources so that we could have a next generation
1: of farmers, you know, maybe we could turn that table a little bit. At least she says it's worth a try, and the chefs seem to think so too.
2: The more we talk about it and the more we understand it and more people ask questions, I think, We'll educate more and people come around.
1: So tomorrow, I'm heading back to the table to find out how restaurants are shifting the culture toward local food. That's airing right here on Aspen Public Radio. From the Edless Nielsen Arts and Culture Desk, I'm Kaya Williams.
0: That was the second story in a three-part series produced by Kaya Williams about the Valley's farm-to-table ecosystem. This story was produced with assistance from the Public Media Journalists Association Editor Corps. It's funded by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, a private corporation funded by the American people. Thanks for listening and see you next time.